Our focus today is it's time to build the house. And you are the house. Okay? I'm going to say that again. God is saying in Haggai, it is time to build the house. Amen. And you are the house. It, this is a hard concept to wrap your head around, and I'm not sure I've even wrapped my whole head around this whole thing. But you, your body, and that word body is not sarks or flesh. That word body is soma, okay? And I'm sure that just thrills your heart to death. But what it means is, is that every area of your life is the temple or the house of the Holy Spirit or God. Y'all must have missed it. Your body, every area of your life, is the temple or the house of God's Holy Spirit. In other words, you are the house of God. Amen. See, this is so important. Now, growing up, it was always manipulated. You know, well, that's why you don't smoke cigarettes. You know, you know and the guy that was telling me this is 500 pounds. You know, I just, seriously. But the thing is, is that what it's talking about is, is that it's time to build that foundation in your life. It's time to build that solid, solid in your life, okay? It's time to put together a soul that isn't thrown every time something in this world comes at us. Did you hear that one? This is huge. Because, because the one thing I've noticed, every time I get over this or get past this, this comes. You say, well, pastor, what are you trying? Are you trying to discourage us? No, I'm trying to give you the facts. The reality is stuff is coming at you. And if you don't build a solid foundation, if you don't build the house correctly, then you're thrown all over the place every time something comes at you. And I doubt there's a week that something doesn't come at me. So that's why God's like, it's time to build the house properly. He will take your heart. He will take your emotions. He will take that spirit of yours. And he will make it what it's supposed to be. And he will set it straight. And he will make it strong. So that as you go out of here, you don't just say, yee-haw, yay, now. But when you're out there and all that junk comes from you. Anybody here ever get a bill you weren't expecting? A couple years ago, we got a bill from the IRS for 16 grand. And it wasn't because I made millions. You know, you're just like, wow, this stuff comes at you. Who's going to handle it? How are you going to handle it? In my flesh, I'm freaking out. Amen? Anybody else? If you're not, you need to lend me 16 grand. Right? Through the power and the love and grace of Jesus Christ, God brings a homostasis or equilibrium that helps us to be able to handle whatever comes our way. Are you with me? You know? And then, and this is a hard one. And I'm going to be honest. Most people I know who even call themselves Christians struggle with this one. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it says, and this is in the context of spiritual warfare. This is the context that, that these flaming darts of doubt and fear and whatever are coming at your mind. But it says, by the power of God, you have the ability to take every thought captive. Amen. Anybody here not have thoughts that come that bring a quick fear to your life? Anybody here not have thoughts that bring some kind of doubt to your life? Anybody here not have thoughts that you just kind of go, ooh, ooh, what? You know, and sometimes I'm like, God, why do you allow that trash to come at me? You're a big God. There's nothing in pot. Why don't you protect me? He knows what he's doing. And if, I, if he didn't allow those things to come at me, I'd be one jerk. And I think I didn't need him. If you don't believe that, read the Old Testament. Every time they thought things were going good and they didn't need him, they built themselves an idol and made themselves another God. We human beings are not a bright group of people. Amen? You know, some of you are sitting there going, well, I am, you know. Okay. But the reality is, this is where we are. But right where we are, God is saying, okay, it's time to build the house. It's time to build it the way I created it to be or recreated or rebuild it the way I created it to be. And let me tell you this. Let me sell this for a second. The only place you're going to find the joy and the peace and the um, uh, rest that you're looking for is when you begin to build that house of your life the way God created it to be. Okay? Are you with me there? Are we ready to build? Here's the coolest part. Remember last week? God Almighty, it was time to, to rebuild the temple, and he told them he was going to rebuild the temple. All right? And they're like, how in the world are we going to do this? Man, we got no... We got no denarii, that's money, you know, we, we, we don't have many craftsmen, we're, we're, we've been in slavery for 70 years, we're, we're unorganized, we're unfocused, we, we struggle with frustration and doubt and, and all those kind of things, how's this going to happen? God comes along, remember this last week? Now, this is a king that came and conquered Babylon, who had conquered the Israelites, and they had just smashed the smithereens and flattened everything in Jerusalem, right? They're like, how in the world are we going to do this? God comes along and changes this ungodly king's mind. Did y'all hear what I just said? God comes along... And changes this ungodly king's mind. And that dude says, well, I've been commissioned by God for you to go back and build the temple. Cool. Huh? Cool. Not only that, I'm going to work it out for you to have all the stuff necessary for you to rebuild the temple. Huh? Cool is the modern amen. 
all right? You say, well, what are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is, if God says it's time to build the house, number one, it's time to build the house. Number two, if God says it's time to build the house, what he's saying is, I will give you everything necessary to build the house. See, sometimes I say stuff like build the house, and everybody's like, I don't have the energy. I don't have the money, I don't have the wherewithal, I don't have the knowledge, and God's saying, take a stinking chill pill, all right? Everything you need, if I tell you to do something or be something, I give you everything necessary for you to become that or do that. See, this is so important. This is so important because we get so intimidated by life. Anybody else? Huh? Can I get a witness? Bueller? I'm I'm just kidding. But this is so important. It really, really is that we understand this. Because so often we don't go do it because we're like. And here's the one you got to get. Here's what I hear. I don't even know where to start. Don't tell anybody I said this. But he'll even show you where to start. The question is not whether he'll give you what you need or show you where to start or give you the wherewithal to do it. The question is, will you be obedient and do it? Amen? Amen. You know, the problem is, back in Hegeonian days, that's not a real word, that's just... They had a million and one excuses why they weren't doing it. Aren't you so thankful we never do that? Huh? Aren't you thankful that we don't blame, well, you know, I'm just too busy. You know what I tell people tell me they're too busy? Everybody I know is too busy. Well, I'm stressed out. read the newspaper or listened to the news lately? Everybody's stressed out. No, I'm serious. If if you're not stressed out, I want your life. You know, I really do. You know, well, or I I don't have the money. Neither do I. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And basically, in Haggai, what God says is, it's time to stop making excuses and begin to build the house. Here's the biggie. Well, I've really made some stupid decisions in my life. I've done some really dumb, sinful things. I've got myself in some messes that I have no idea how to get out of. Anybody here got an attitude about anything or anybody? Anybody? The rest of you are lying. We get ourselves in these pickles and we, and, and, we, and we struggle because we think, well, if I got myself into it, I got to, it's my responsibility. No, you don't have the ability to get yourself out. I'm sorry, you don't. It's not because you're weak. It's because you're a human being and you're not God. 
But wherever you are, whatever the struggle is, whatever you're you're stuck in, I want you to understand there is one who can get you up and out of that mess and put you on solid rock ground. And that one is not you. And that one is not the preacher. That one is Jesus Christ. That one is Jesus Christ. I want you to hear that. I want you to understand that. I want you to, to, to really... Put that in the depths of your soul. That he's the only one that can get me out of whatever rut or mess or attitude or funk I may be in. Amen. Amen? And he really, really, really can. He really, really, really can. Some people struggle with moving on. Because they're stuck in, well, what happened back then was so good. And nothing I ever do is going to equal that. And if you remember last week, there, there was a group of God, people that were, that were praising God because they had built the foundation of the new temple. And there was a bunch of people who were mourning and crying because it wasn't exactly perfect and the same size as the old. I get a kick out of enigmas. That's kind of this fairyland that some people live in, that the way it used to be is so much better than today. You know, or I mess my life up so bad, there's no way God can take me from that mess and make me much better. You know, it's just, that's always going to hang on, and that's just, that's just always going to be a mess, and that's just where I am. And they never, ever build the house because they're sitting around worrying about whether they're going to be able to build it like that. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. I'm going to read it again because y'all missed it. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Even though it was smashed to smithereens, flattened, nothing left, just a pile of rubble, a pile of ashes, a pile of yuck. That's a theological term, you know. (laughs) What God has planned for your future is so much greater and what was, or here's one, I shoulda, I coulda, would, shoulda have, whatever. We're always doing that mess. Quit. What God has for your house, your future house, is so much greater Amen. than anything you could ever imagine. That you need to get out of your own way and begin to say, you know what? I'm building the house. And it doesn't matter where the house is right now. It doesn't matter how smashed the house is right now. It doesn't matter where the house is right now. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is God's got a plan for your future, no matter what's ever happened in your past. 
And see, we need to quit allowing the evil one to come along and speak garbage to our mind telling us we can't or God can't or God doesn't care or it was my fault. Stop. Stop. God Almighty has a plan. God Almighty has a vision. God Almighty has a strategy. God Almighty has everything and anything you need to become that person that you were created to be. And that person is awesome. That person is powerful. That person is wonderful. Now let me throw in a parenthetical dynamic right here. You've got to understand, the church is a conglomerate of yous. That wasn't Greek. You are the church. Who you are and the house you build. And if we all build this awesome house, think about how dynamic and powerful the church will be. And believe you me, Trump ain't giving us no hope. The Congress ain't giving us no hope. They're all a freak show. You know who is called to give us hope? Us. Because we're the one following him. So if we don't become that house and we don't become that church, they're left stuck with the federal government as their example. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. No, I'm serious. And you know I'm right. You know? But it's time to build the house. God's got this awesome plan. He is the extraordinary creator, architect of everything that is, author of everything that is. He already did everything necessary for you to build the house. He's already provided through his Holy Spirit everything for you to build the house, for you to become that person. It's time to quit worrying about what was and start looking at and realizing what can be. Amen? Amen? What can be? Let me finish this says the Lord Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. Well, preach. Where do I begin? The first thing you need to ask yourself is, am I truly saved? Have I truly asked God into my life? Have I truly given my life to him. See, this is so important. There's so many people that are so hurting as Christians. And the reason they're hurting is it's because they come to God to get the benefits, but they've never actually given their lives to him. And let me tell you something. He doesn't want to be a partner with you He wants to be the owner and Lord and master of your life. That's the way he created it, and that's the only way it really works. And let me help you with something. If you will give your life, whole life, to Jesus Christ, folks, he will lead you to an eternal excellence, an eternal greatness. He will begin to heal 
He will begin to give you his vision on who he created you to be. And it's so much greater than any vision you're ever going to get by one of these pop psychologists or one of these um, um, positive thinking gurus. Now, don't get me wrong. I listen to them more than I do preachers because preachers are boring to me. But the bottom line is I want you to hear this. His positive vision for you is beyond anything you could ever actually imagine. In fact, he won't give you the full vision because it would scare you to death. But let me help you with something. He's got a vision. He's got a picture. He's got a book written with your name on it. And Ephesians 2 and 10 says, you are his workmanship. Amen. You are his masterpiece. You are. Now, the crux of the whole thing is saying, here it is. Here's my life. And I promise you, he will take you from wherever you are. And he will take you and help you to build the house that he created you to be. Real question is this. Have you actually given your life to him? Have you actually said yes to him? Have you actually said, not just I'm a Christian, I believe in him. The devil even believes in him. Okay? But have you actually said, whatever God, wherever God, however God, Whatever it costs, I'm yours. I'm yours. And praise God, when I'm yours, you're mine. Could you kids sing that greater song again? Okay. I really do want you to think during this song. Am I stuck? Am I kind of stuck where I am? Am I struggling to figure out what steps to take? Am I struggling to have a vision for who I am? Am I struggling to figure out exactly the man I'm supposed to be and the husband I'm supposed to be and the, the, the father I'm supposed to be and, and the man I'm supposed to be in public so that people can see the love and grace of Jesus Christ? Amen? Amen. Or am I the lady I'm supposed to be? Am I the wife I'm supposed to be? Am I the mom I'm supposed to be? Am I the person to other ladies and to people around me that I'm supposed to be? Or am I just kind of stuck? And the only reason you would be stuck is because you're still in control. God can't work through your control. He can only work through you surrendering the areas of your life that you know you're in control of to him. We're going to stand in a second. We're going to sing this song. And I'm going to invite anyone who says, you know what? I am kind of stuck. Or I am kind of hurt. 
And I do want the power of God working in and through and for me. I'm kind of getting nowhere on my own. And I want to build that house. I want to build that temple in my life. I want to be that man. I want to be that woman. Amen? And let me tell you something. Even though I've been at this for 50 years, he still has greater things for me. <laughs> Amen? My wife's really hoping it's greater things. You know? He's got greater things for my ministry. He's got greater things for my home. He's got greater things for your life. He's got greater things for your home. He's got greater things for your professional life. He's got greater things for you. But he can't do it until you say, here it is. Here it is. So this morning, you're welcome at these altars. If you'd like to kneel, if you just want to come stand, that's cool. If you want to sit at the front seats, that's cool. If it gets crowded, then to get out. <laughs> but you hear what I'm saying? Don't go out of here in control. Go out of here knowing the one that's in control has wonderful and powerful and great things for my future and my life and my kids and my grandkids. Amen? Let's stand. While we're singing, however you want to respond.